0: She cursed the needle, the cloth, and the thread, fixing each stitch in place with a word of power. The murmured litany sounded so harmless, like a cat's purr or a low humming. But the other woman shivered and hunched her shoulders like someone pelted by wind-driven sleet. It had been a long time since she'd heard words like those, but she knew what they meant, and the hands that wielded her own needle felt stiff and clumsy. She had tried to remonstrate, to warn. Might as well talk to a stone, she thought, or one of the white marble statues the old man had put up all around the garden. Heathen images they were, statues of old gods and goddesses. Naked, too, some of them. It was against scripture. You shall make unto yourself no heathen images. She'd read it herself in the book, spelling out the words with slow, painful care. It was a prideful thing being able to read, and harder than anything she had ever undertaken without help or encouragement. But she had wanted to read his words for herself. This, was worse than heathen images, though. This was inviting the devil into your heart and feeding him on your hate. He was there in the room with them. She could feel him. Two women sewing by the fire and that presence. Not hot like the bad place was supposed to be, but icy cold. You're stitching your soul into it. The words burst out of her. There's always a price to pay. You think it's her you'll hurt, but it'll come back on you. Like talking to a stone. The soft murmur continued unbroken. The needle gliding in and out reflected the firelight like a splinter of living flame. I can't stand it any longer. Rachel had never heard her speak in that tone before. Flat, dead, uninflected. Cheryl didn't believe in repressing her emotions. When she was angry, she could swear like a marine sergeant, at the top of her lungs and at considerable length. When she laughed, her whole body shook and dimples dented her rounded cheeks. Now she sounded like a tired old woman, 40 years older than her real age. Mid-30s, Rachel assumed. The red-gold curls framed her gray face like an unsuitable wig. Rachel glanced into the room they had just left, the hospital room where Cheryl's husband lay. He had roused long enough to acknowledge her presence and mutter a few words of reassurance, but now he was sleeping, stuffed full of painkillers. He's going to be fine. The doctor said he expects a full recovery. This time. Cheryl sagged, bracing herself against the wall. He's been a cop for almost 20 years. Sooner or later, his luck was bound to run out. He could find another job, one that would pay better and wouldn't involve so much pressure. There was no need for him to answer this call. He wasn't even on duty. And it wasn't an emergency. A domestic argument. They happen all the time. But he won't quit, and he won't stay safe. They've all got guns these days. And next time, it may not be his leg. Next time... They were only acquaintances, not on hugging terms, but Rachel put an impulsive arm around the other woman. Come on, Cheryl. I'll drive you home. Not yet. I told Kara I'd meet her here. Anyhow, I don't want the kids to see me like this. She straightened, took a deep breath, and produced a smile. I'll wait in the cafeteria till Kara gets here and bum a ride home from her. Or walk, it's not far. You probably have things to do, you go on. Rachel's eyes moved back to the open doorway. She couldn't see his face. It was hidden by the white mountain of sheets and cast. She didn't have to see it.